gets appropriate music for our next guest. <clears throat> well, I want to get right there to the... Uh, there's one guitar solo I like in this song. Uh, it is uh, John Jacobs, former rocker, current associate head coach for the Baylor men's basketball program. John, this was... Uh, I, you know, I kind of felt like this was going to be the move. Uh, and, you know, it's uh, certainly well-deserved. But let me publicly congratulate you on uh, on your new position. And uh, it's uh, I know we're sad to see Jerome go. He's a great friend to us all. But uh, when other when, you know, when people leave, it uh, creates opportunity. And congratulations on this uh, on this big time promotion. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, appreciate the congrats, and we'll always miss Jerome. He's clearly a friend and a friend for life. And, uh, you know, as he moves on, it is a nice opportunity for myself and my family. But I think most importantly, it's a nice opportunity for the Baylor family. And uh, Coach Nunes, after over 20 years of friendship with Coach Drew to step into an assistant role, and then Tweety Carter, maybe one of the most likable famous appropriate Baylor players in the history of the program to come home and be a coach. Now Um, it's a special, special week for us. So thank you very much for all you do for us. Well, I, uh, I, it's, uh, it was a, it was really cool and uh, great to see that you and coach Brooks make a great pair. Uh, Both of you have done incredible jobs, scouting teams, all of that. Um, how long, by the way, how many years combined experience do you have as a, an assistant, what, what Nunes just became an on the floor assistant, as we call it, how many, uh, how, how many years does this make now? Uh, five in this role with Scott. Yeah. And, um, I think coach AB between K state and Baylor's a little bit longer. But, okay. um, yeah, my, my role with Scott's been the last five years. Yeah. Good opportunity for Coach Nunes to kind of yeah. change his role. The great thing for Coach is um, Coach New is he's done recruiting, you know, from his phone and uh, through his relationships. He played a big role in Kendall Brown, a uh, big role in Davion Mitchell. Uh, Freddie Gillespie was a family friend of his parents. So Freddie found his way to Baylor through Coach New. So I would say that the the relationship recruiting piece has been in place for Coach New for a while. But the opportunity to be on the floor, work with the offense, defense, begin doing scouts full-time, it's a great thing for him. I was mainly asking to know which one to treat with more seniority, right, between you and Coach Brooks. <laughs> well, I'm older than Coach Brooks. I, I spent that sneaky 10 years coaching overseas uh, yeah. as a college assistant. And, and Coach Brooks' route's a little different from – from junior college through uh, a bunch of schools. He's been all over America and then worked his way back home in Texas. Um, so between Sam Houston, Bradley, Kansas State, and Baylor, Coach Brooks certainly has more American time than I do. Yeah. But I'm going to keep counting... seniority just because of my age. And, yeah. uh, but as far as his experience, it's a little bit longer. Yeah, I'm counting your European years. I think that was very important for you, and uh, I think it paid dividends with a with a guy that has some international experience like Jeremy Sohan. So I choose to count that. John Jacobs, associate head coach with the Bears. Alvin Brooks the third also becomes associate head coach. Give us a little glimpse into like what added 
responsibilities might be on your plate. I, I can't see it changing dramatically, uh, although we, we know Jerome had a, just a tremendous impact on this program. So I don't want to minimize anything he was doing over all these seasons. But in a day-to-day type activities and what you do with the program, like is there anything that will kind of be added to your plate that you'll be doing a little bit more of than, say, you have in the past in this new role? Yeah, I don't think there'll be too much uh, difference. But, you know, we haven't even really sat down yet and reoriented the roles. And the cool thing about Scott is that I don't think he he does things by title. I think he does things by gifting, you know. So whether it's international recruiting, the guards, or offense, scouting, he'll put people in the roles that fit them best. And when you add Tweedy, it kind of changes dynamic because you're adding this young, energetic guy who just came off a 12-year professional career. And as much as my title and Alvin's title has changed and Coach New's title has changed, we just got a little, uh, you know, younger and more energetic. Uh, Coach Tang probably yelled a little bit. Where Tweety's probably going to smile a little bit. But as Coach reorients the roles, we'll all just serve each other. So, um, as much as maybe Alvin and I have to do a few extra things, it's, it's mostly going to be based around everybody's gifting. And uh, in the next week or two, we'll shake all that out and we'll move fo- forward together as a family. I wish you would help me figure out like what my gifting is. Uh, I, I'm still trying to establish what my gifts are. So, John, if you ever come up with any ideas like, hey, Mosley, we think you would be good at this, you know, text or reach out to me. That would be extremely helpful. Well, I hope talking is part of the deal since you do this professionally. Uh, yeah. I think, I think having an opinion, that probably matters in what you do. I'm sure you're yeah. pretty strong on your opinions, you know, but uh, – more than anything, I bet you have a basic discernment about what's good and bad in sports. So uh, at the end of the day, that's what we do for a living. We just we just need to be discerning about what's good and bad for us and stay out of the bad and live in the good. So you do that, we do that, but we're all going in the same direction. We're trying to use sports to the best of our ability to make a difference in people's lives. All right, I uh, that's uh, I like that. I like that. You're always an inspirational guy, and and uh, every time I have you on, I feel like we get kind of a devotional moment. I appreciate that. Now, um, that's um, it, it, to me. There's a lot going on right now. College basketball. That's very interesting. A lot of coach changes. All of that. Let me ask you this: Do you are you like Scott in the sense that whoever knocks you out, which in this case was UNC. Or is there part of you, and I, I know that was a gut-wrenching loss, but do you take a little bit of pride in the fact, I know Scott, because I remember when the Duke beat him years ago, Scott was rooting for Duke like crazy because they were the team that beat Baylor. And I bet he's doing the same thing now with UNC, if I know Scott Drew. Do you, do you, do you kind of feel like that, or do you have a different way of looking at it and maybe – Maybe do you just sort of pull for like whatever assistant coaches you like a lot? Yeah, I think that you're right about Scott. Scott's big at pulling for the Big 12. Uh, if we get knocked out of the tournament, he wants to root uh, for for those people. I mean, mm-hmm. I know he's friends with Coach Hubert Davis, and he really likes what he's done the first year here. And they had a great they did a great job coaching wise. Even mid season, they had a bunch of 20 point losses, and they turned that thing around and. You know, for a first-time head coach, he did a great job. And Scott's optimism and his personality, he's going to allow 
himself to root for people like that. I'm I'm going to have a harder time doing that. And uh, I think I probably look more <laughs> internal. And uh, I look more at like John and LJ and Langston's injuries, kind of ending their season. You know, I look back at uh, the fact that we were number one in the country for five weeks and undefeated when we have our whole roster healthy and together. And so I probably look at us and I look at the missed opportunity, but that's the difference between Scott Drew and normal humans, where we focus on missed opportunity. He focuses on rooting for others. So uh, he's probably a better person than me. I'm all right saying that. <laughs> I, def- I definitely turn inward and think about what we yeah. could have done better. Uh, he's got a good external positive personality about him. Well, I think I think you're a very good person. Uh, so uh, it's Thanks, it's Matt. okay to focus <laughs> inward in that kind of thing. John uh, Jacus joining me on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. News breaks today. Kendall Brown is it seemingly the way I read this. This is not a uh, he's not leaving the door open to return. This is I'm out. I'm headed out, which is totally his prerogative uh, to do that. And he's been uh, projected in a top twenty. Totally understand it. You know, what? what is that like? I'm sure you feel a certain amount of pride in Kendall and getting that opportunity, but it's also bittersweet because, I, I mean, you wouldn't be human if you didn't want another year with a talented player like that. What are your feelings on a day like this? Yeah, one, this is a celebration. And two, we have a rule. If someone's going to be a first-round draft pick with guaranteed money, uh, they need to go. And the difference between being a first-round pick and a second-round pick, even though there's only two rounds in basketball, is significant because when you're in that first-round range, you you just get your three years plus your rookie three plus one, so a four-year opportunity to make guaranteed money. And when you start getting into the range that Kendall is in, that's generational wealth. And when you look at what he did as an 18-year-old, his ability to adjust, fit in, handle scouts, start right away, the athleticism, the God-given gifts. Uh, even when I was talking to Jared Butler on the phone this week, he said Kendall did things at 18 that he wasn't capable of doing at all. And his self-awareness to, to do what makes him look good and stay away from what makes him look bad, his understanding of basketball and his overall speed and intelligence and athleticism and ability to just Learn as he goes and not getting too flustered, not too high, not too low. He won't be 19 till June. So if he can do what he did for us in six months over his four-year rookie contract, then he's going to be an unbelievable NBA player. And today's all celebration, no regret. He doesn't need to come back to school. Everybody has a different path, and his path was to be one and done. And more than anything, Kendall just needs to hear from Baylor and from us as his coaches that we love him and we're proud of him. And we believe he's going to be successful for a long, long time. And uh, we have no doubt that the, all of that stuff will be true. And he he did a great job for us this year, and we have no regrets. Uh, and and I, I think it's a, a wonderful attitude. By the way, the rule has changed over the years. I do not remember that being the rule when Udo was thinking about coming out. But uh, <laughs> that's that was uh, – that was a few years ago, and things evolve, and I understand that. Um, I, I'm curious, uh, John, about Keontae George. Um, he was in the McDonald's All-American game the other night. He was uh, uh, did well in the three-point contest. This guy obviously is extremely gifted. Um, is this someone, 
like I, I'm just the Baylor family. We get very excited about these guys. We just had fun watching Kendall and Sohan. We're very selfish because we just wanted them for longer, and we wanted, obviously, as you did, for them to go further in the tournament. Um, Keontae, similar uh, talent level ceiling to Sohan and Kendall. I mean, not to say I, I know they play different positions, those guys, but I'm just sort of curious. Uh, as we get ready to welcome Keontae into the fold, what uh, what's the biggest thing we can be excited about? Yeah, I think not similar positionally, but certainly similar in upside. Uh, both Kendall and Keontae were top 15 kids in high school. I think Jeremy was the best European available going the college route. And so all three of them are in this unique category where they have things you just can't teach and just like you guys got excited about watching Kendall play this year just you see early on he's electric in transition and you know he he's clearly pops off the floor like an NBA player there's going to be quick moments in the first two or three games where every fan understands that Keontae has those same abilities and they should be excited you should be excited when you take on the the role of having to coach and live with and love Keontae George, you know what you're stepping into and you're stepping into somebody that even NBA teams thinks is an NBA player before he even gets here. So we want people to enjoy that, but more than anything, we just want you to understand that there'll be ups and downs, but there's going to be way more ups. And I think that's true with Jeremy and Kendall and it'll be true with Keontae. They're only 18, but they're pretty special and they're in the 0.001% of the world in what they do. And really, really quick, people are going to realize how special Keontae is. It's going to be obvious to them when they watch. All right, can't wait. Langston will be back. Cryer will get this surgery and may have already done it. These uh, <clears throat> stress fractures repaired, and it's going to be – it'll be fun to run it back. We'll miss the guys that are heading out, but uh, very, very – EJ, another guy that uh, can come back, and, and so uh, there's a lot of excitement uh, on what, and you know what, uh, as, as gut-wrenching as that was, the comeback was amazing, but it'll just make the guys and everybody else hungrier, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. Coach, we're uh, so excited for you, and, uh, and that'll, be, uh, that'll be fun. We're going to change the graphic to say associate head coach, okay? We haven't got that change made yet, so don't hold that against me, but we'll get that change that made, all right, soon. You. I didn't know you have a graphic guy. Maybe that was for all the pictures of you, and uh, now that I know you have a graphic guy, maybe we can use you a little more often. You can uh, make us look better than we really look. I'm just trying yeah. to get my hair back. You know, if I could pull off the hair that you have, maybe that will be good for me. I've been watching this HBO show, Winning Time, about the Showtime Lakers uh, and Magic when he first got there. And uh, there are some people doing things with their hair, even in the late 70s, early 80s, that you might want to at least check out. Now, this is a not safe for work, not safe to watch with a family type show. So I do want to warn you that. But if you are interested in, in some hair, this would be a, an interesting show to watch. Okay, I have not seen it. Maybe in the off-season while I'm traveling overseas, I can download it to the phone and look. But I'll take your warning. I'll take the heed, and maybe it's bad for me. But uh, one way or another, I don't think they've fixed that problem yet. Otherwise, we'd all be walking around with hair. 
All right. Well, I think it's it's a good look at this point, and uh, I think you need to lean <laughs> yeah, into it. In. Yeah, yeah I in. think it's good. John, uh, congrats. We look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, I appreciate you, and thank you so much for the congrats, and hopefully we can talk soon. Thank you very much. You bet. There he goes, John Jacobs, the newest associate head coach for the Bears, as well as Alvin Brooks the third. And guess who's going to be on us at 5 o'clock today? That's right. Alvin Brooks the third. There are